Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Nehemiah chapter 3. We've been speaking on uh, nothing just happens. Everyone say nothing just happens. We all want things to change in our lives, but very few people are willing to do what's necessary in order to bring that change about. We just hope things get better, but we rarely do what's necessary to bring change. Nehemiah chapter 3, starting in verse 1, it says, Eliashib, the high priest, and the other priests started to rebuild at the sheep gate. And they dedicated it, set up its doors, building the wall as far as a tower of a hundred which they dedicated to the tower of Hanel. Bow your heads as we pray this morning. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Everyone say, nothing just happens. Hey, Sam. Sit. Take a seat, man. You're in splash zone this morning. Pastor Matt knows how to dodge those things. Pastor Matt is, is speaking this morning to Milpitas to give Pastor Nick the, the day off, but he still gets here early in the morning to set up, and it's no such thing as a day off for Pastor Nick. We just love you, man. We just want you to know we love you and the family, and we're here with you guys, man. Uh, nothing just happens. We've been speaking. Nothing just happens without vision. Nothing just happens without agreement. Nothing just happens without motivation. Nothing just happens without resources, and nothing just happens without effort. Many of us want things to change, but we're not willing to put the effort in to bring about a change. Today, we're going to talk about nothing just happens without investment. Everyone say investment. How how many have investments? Okay, some of y'all need to get to work then, okay? Because you need need to get some investments. Now, investments are, what, what, what is an investment? Anyone? Come on, WFG, tell me, man. Come on, tell me. What, what, what is an investment? <laughs> Something that you want to put money in that you want a higher return uh, investment in. So you put money into it expecting what? Growth. Growth, return. And everything we have in life, we operate in that concept. We have relationships that we invest to that we expect return from. We have children that we invest to, and we want to see that return there. If we're married, we want to invest into our spouse and see a return there. If we're, uh, we go in education, we, we, we get our degree so we get a return there. If you have a job, you, you don't just love the job you work at. Now, DJ, you love dancing, right? You would probably do it for free, right? But you expect to get paid where you're at, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because we expect what we're investing. Now, I know you love these young people next to you. He brings his students with them every Sunday. I know he loves his kids. I know that you, you can't pay him enough to love these kids. But he expects to get paid. Because we invest. We give our time, our talent, and we expect something. How many go to work and don't expect a paycheck? Why? Because we invest. Everything we do is an investment because you get out what you put into it. 
And so investment is the act or process of investing money for a profit or material return. Now, I want you to take a look at Nehemiah chapter 3, verse 1. We had talked about this before. For those of you that don't know, we've been speaking about rebuilding walls in our lives, rebuilding what was destroyed in your life. And we've talked about these things. So listen to the podcast and get kind of caught up. But I want you to notice this. Look at who's the first person to build. What was that? The high priest. It starts with the high priest. It starts with the leadership, the spiritual leadership. The first ones to start rebuilding was the priest. In other words, it's in the church that things, if they're going to change, it has to start with us. Say it again, Pastor. If things are going to change, it has to start with us. It's not going to start with the world. We can't expect the world to bring about a change. If we're going to see a transformation in society, it has to start with the church. And it started with the high priest. The high priest began to build, and he begins to rebuild where? According to that scripture, where does he start building? The what? Now, why at the sheep gate? Why, Why is that important? Keep the sheep in? Okay. Now, let me explain something. They operated, and I preached on this a few weeks back about how the man at the pool of Bethesda was healed, and it was by the sheep gate. Now, when you operate in a society where sacrifice is, is, is the norm, where it's a sacrificial system, where you're sacrificing sheep, you can't have these sheep just running down the streets of Jerusalem. So what they did is they, the, the founders of the city created this gate that was a a passageway from the pasture into the city and then to the temple. That was the the, the access way. And so the priest is the first one to build because it was a place that was vital to worship. The priest invested in rebuilding that something that he had direct contact with. Follow me. If there's no sheep gate, There's no sacrifices. The people are far away from God. Their relationship with God is destroyed. Their relationship and worship is gone. Morality falls, and then the city stays in ruins. So if we're going to rebuild, we got to get the sheep gate rebuilt first so we can get worship back into order once again. Listen, I know when your life is messed up when you no longer worship. When your sheep gate's destroyed, when there has been no building of the sheep gate of your life, where there's no access of sacrifice, no access of worship in your life, where it's no longer important to come and spend time with God, no longer important to bow to your knees and pray in the morning, no longer, no longer time to open your word, then I know that there's something wrong in your life because you have begun to find yourself at a point where your sheep gate is destroyed. It's your place. It's your access of worship. And why was it important for the priest to rebuild this wall? That was his job. Now, now, let's take a look at this. If the sheep gate's destroyed, there's no sheep coming in. The high priest has nothing to do. So... When they start handing out jobs as to, okay, who's going to build the sheep gate? High priest says, I got that. Because if someone else does it, it might not be as big of a priority. 
This is my job. If, if I don't get this gate done, then I don't have a job for my family. Then my family's not going to be provided for. So I'll take care of the sheep gate. I need you to understand every father in this house, we have a responsibility to build the sheep gates of our homes to make sure that worship is taken care of in our families. Now, in Nehemiah chapter 3, uh, the, the, the address is wrong on here, but Nehemiah chapter 3, verse 28. I want you to notice verse 28. 29, oh, you guys got it right for me. Thank you. I appreciate that. They fixed that for me. I messed it up for service. Okay? Now, look at this. It says, above the horse gate. Now, they had a sheep gate and a horse gate, okay? Um, don't ask me what the horse gate was for, okay? The, <laughs> the priest repaired the wall. Each one repaired the section what? From where? Across from their own House. Look at verse 29. Next to Zadok, the son of Emir, also rebuilt the wall. What? Finding a pattern here? Look at verse 30. I ain't even going you know, to... You know who he is. Okay? Where, where did they build? Across from where he why is this important? Anyone? What was that? If the enemy's going to break in, I don't want to be rebuilding the house in front of Pastor Nick's house or in front of Pastor T's house. I want to make sure I'm in charge of rebuilding the wall in front of my house. Because I don't trust her to rebuild at my house. I've seen her work on my deck at my house. She wanted to help out. Took her three hours to... For, forget it. We're going to even go there. When she lived with us way back in the day. But if I'm going to rebuild the wall, I want to make sure I'm rebuilding the wall in front of my house. Why? Because I want to make sure that if the enemy attacks, he's not going to get through the wall in front of my house because I got my wife, I got my children, I got my family, I got the things I care about in this house. And so I refuse, come on somebody, I refuse to allow someone else to come in and to rebuild the wall in front of my house. Oh, you got to hear me this morning, Father. You got to hear me, single mom, single dad. You got to rise up. You cannot wait for your pastor to build your wall. You can't wait for the police to build your wall. You can't wait for the community to build your wall. It is up to you to rise up and build the wall in front of your house. Somebody say amen. amen. Many of us are sitting around waiting for someone else to rebuild our wall. No one else is going to put your things together for you. Lord, no one else is going to put it together in care the way you will. Why? Because I got an investment in this thing. I'm going to put my best effort there. I ain't cutting corners. I'm going to make sure that wall is strong in front of my house. See, they invested where they lived, and we, we got to build where you live right now. You got to be honest with the condition of your walls and recognize we got, some, we got some things jacked up in our lives right now. Let's start rebuilding. Let's come together and let's start rebuilding. Now, when we talk about investment, there's three kinds of investment. And we talk about investment in the, in, in, uh, you know, in finance, we're talking like stocks, we're talking bonds, we're talking, those are certain investments. I want to talk about three investments real quickly, three different investments that we have too. Number one, resource. Everyone say resources. 
This is where we give money, valuables, and materials. Now, I need you to understand something. You cannot fix a problem in your life by just throwing money at it. Say it again, Pastor. You cannot fix any problem just throwing money. In society, you can't just throw money at it. In your marriage, you can't. Here, hey, babe, just, just go shopping. Here, here, just go get a pedicure. Go get a manic. Now, I know some of you ladies are like, amen, Pastor. You know, it may not fix the problem, but I'm going to look good in the process of the problem. But you cannot fix a problem just by throwing money at it. Second thing is, is time. Everyone say time. Make, making time, spending time, impartation. Now, now listen, I love what T.D. Jake says. He says, if you get my money from me, if you trick me and you take my money, you got the cheapest part of me. Because I can make more money. I can't make more time. And so when people want my time, it's valuable to me. Someone wants to meet with me. Someone wants to talk. And I know that you're not going to take the advice because I've seen pattern. I struggle. I'm being honest with you. I struggle when someone wants my time and I know they're not going to take the advice. Well, Pastor, how do you know? Trust me. After 30 years of ministry, I know when someone's taking advice or not. And it's hard to sit with someone that wants to talk or wants to get advice or just wants your time, but not willing to take what you've invested into them and use it. Because at my age... 25? Okay, so 12th anniversary of my 40th birthday. Okay? I don't have time to waste. I can't. The Bible says that God numbers our days. My days have been numbered. But it's up to you to make those days count. God may number your days, but it's up to you to make your days count. It's not how long you live, but what you do with the days God granted you. Number three, everyone say energy. energy. You got, it takes an effort to share yourself, to, to build. You got to put an effort into it. So we need resource, we need time, and we need effort. And many of us just want to throw money at a situation or I'll volunteer my time, but you don't want to put anything out of pocket. Come on, you know those people? Always want to go out to lunch but have the alligator arms? Pastor T, every time we go out to eat, she's like, oh, you got that? You got that? (laughs) It's okay. As long as you're with me, you never have to pay. Okay? You do. You do. See, you're not gonna, you, you can't rebuild the walls in your life by throwing money at it. You cannot rebuild the walls just by donating your time. And you cannot rebuild the walls just by giving, making an effort. You need all three to make things happen. You, you got to invest your, you, you got to be present in your marriage. You got to be present with your kids. You got to be present for your sobriety. You got to show up. You got to be willing to put money into it. You got to be willing to put time into it. And you better be willing to put some effort into bringing about transformation. All three, someone say all three. All three are necessary. And I need you to recognize where we give our time, where we give our money, and where we give our effort shows what we truly value. 
Don't tell me you value your family if all your money is going into your car. Don't tell me you value your children when all your money and extra, extra income is going all to your, your, your hobbies that are out there. Because what we truly care about, we will invest into. If you love something, you'll invest in it. I, I, I had a 54 Chevy. And someone told me when, when my daughter first got sick, I thought, man, that'd be a great thing to get my mind off of what was going on. And they told me, Pastor, this thing, ha- it's cherry. It has no rust on it. Mm-hmm. So I bought it sight unseen. Brought it home. Rust was the only thing holding that sucker together. <laughs> Pastor Nick helped me pull the, the, the engine out of that thing. But I found myself in that every, I was, I was dropping you know, babe, I got to get the chrome done because you can't have a 54 Chevy without the chrome. So I sent the chrome in, got the engine rebuilt and the new tires because whatever you, you value, you invest in. But when we moved to San Jose, I just got the car running. Painted. <laughs> Had the skirt. Had the brand new interior. It was beautiful. Then we were like, well, we need to move to San Jose, but, you know, her car goes in the garage. Not my 54. (laughs) So I could have held on to the car, but we wouldn't be able to buy a house. Because what you value, you invest in. And as much as I love the car, I love my family more. Are are you following me? I've had a a history with cars because on my wife's ring finger, her wedding ring is my Corvette. (laughs) Sold my Corvette to buy her. You know what? I just got God's used cars to help open up doors for us. (laughs) <laughs> it takes investment. Everyone say investment. Let me share three things before I close. Amen. Number one, they invested where they valued. You will invest where you value something. According to Matthew chapter 6, verse 21 says, wherever your treasure is, the desire of your heart will be also. I want you to see this secondly, that they invested where they got return. How many of you would invest in something that would bring no return? Okay, there's one, one of us. Oh, barbecue. <laughs> that brings a return, bro. Yeah, that's a return. Not, not, all, not all investment is returns monetarily. But if you're good at barbecuing, that might bring some money. So there's investment. You, you, you do things. Mariso, you cook because there's an investment, man. You see people eating and, man, it, it brings joy. And I'm jealous because I heard you had Pastor Nick over, bro. And um, um, we got to talk, man. Got to talk. See, you invest where they get a return. They, you know, that, that offering, we're going to divert that. We're not going to be collecting that offering after all. <laughs> you invest where you get a return. And no, none of us is going to keep on putting investment where you keep on losing money. Now, I, I kind of dabble in the, the investment thing, and I got some investments that have done great. I'm telling you, I, I've literally more than tripled in, in return. 
Then I got those that I followed Joseph's advice and I lost everything. <laughs> Joseph does good with his, his, his investments, but the things that I follow his advice on, I lose. But the ones that I've lost, I don't put more money into those. I invest into where I've gotten return. And so we invest, whether it's friendships or relationships or education or jobs or even churches where you get a return from, where I know when I give an investment here, I'm going to get something back. When I put something in, I'm going to get something back here because you invest where you get a return. Galatians 6, 7 says, don't be misled. Worship team, if you would help me. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest. Someone say always. You will always harvest what you plant. That tells me this. If you don't like your harvest, change your seed. Because you're responsible for what you're getting back. And if you're not getting anything back, that means you're not putting anything. Number three, they invested where they lived. You know, it blows me away that I, I know there, there's... And don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not looking... Just, just understand my heart here. I know people that won't give to CWC, but they'll give to other ministries. Yet we're the ones that feed you every week. That's like, that's like going to in and out every week and trying to pay your bill at McDonald's. The lights, worship team, efforts, equipment... And all the things that come together every Sunday for your benefit. But you won't invest here. If you can't, if you're not getting a return here, then don't invest here. But find a place that you can invest into. Because the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he, that he, giving is a, expression of us being children of God. You can't rebuild walls if you're not giving. And yet we want to enjoy, but we don't want to sow. We don't want to give. They invested where they live. Acts 1.8 says this, but you will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses and telling people about me everywhere. Someone say everywhere. How many of you know God wants us to go Everywhere. But he gives us a breakdown. He says, but before you go everywhere, take care of home. Take care of Jerusalem. Take care of your house right here. Because when you pick up the phone and you call the office, there's always a pastor there willing to talk to you, to take care of you, to pray for you, to visit you, to to be there in whatever crisis or situation that you're going on. Why? Because Every time you need something, CWC, we're here. But man, I love that ministry over there. We're going to give here. We're going to give there. Now, I'm not hating on any other ministry. Give to other ministries. But you have a responsibility to take care of home first. And some of us have just think, think gotten to a point where we don't even think that giving matters anymore. 
The reality is giving has nothing to do with money, but has everything to do with heart. It's not about dollars. It's about devotion. It's just showing God, I prioritize you. What am I talking about? They gave their best because the wall in front of their house, they didn't want any breaches or break-ins. In the book of Haggai, chapter 1, the children of Israel, they, they come in. Even before Nehemiah comes and rebuilds the wall, Brother Dave, there was a group of people that came back first under a guy by the name of Zerubbabel. And they were going to rebuild the temple because they needed the temple to worship. And Zerubbabel leads a group of people to rebuild. The king sends them to rebuild the temple. And they laid the foundation of the temple. Then they stopped. Many of us, we lay a foundation in our walk for God and then we stop. We never build the structure. We, we, we know that we're saved. We accept Christ as our Lord and Savior. We receive him into our heart. But we stop there. There's no growth. There's no building. There's, no, there's nothing built on top of the foundation. Oh, you're solid. You know that you're saved. But you've never taken time to build anything where people can come and sacrifice or worship. And Haggai comes in and says, they laid the foundation and stopped. And he says this, the Lord sent the message through the prophet Haggai. And he said, why are you living in luxurious houses while my house lies in ruins? This is what the Lord of the army, of the heaven's army says. Look at what's happening to you. Now, because they didn't prioritize God, look what takes place. You have planted much, but harvest little. You eat, but you're not satisfied. You drink, but you're thirsty. You put on clothes, but you can't keep warm. Now, now some of you are going to identify with this last part. Your wages disappear as though you are putting them in pockets filled with holes. I just got paid, man, and I'm already broke. Anyone know what I'm talking about? You got more weak than you got money. Just get paid and you're already broke. Already looking at when's the next payday. Verse 7, this is what the Lord of the heaven's army says, look at what's happening to you. God, God's, he's building a bridge here between our choices and our experiences. Our choices and our experiences, our priorities and what we're experiencing. Now go up into the hills, bring down timber, rebuild my house. Then I will take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. But what am I telling you? Priorities. Everyone say priorities. Priorities. It's time to get some things straight, folks. Come on. I wish I would have known you guys were doing a birthday thing for me. I never would have preached this message today. It's like, we just got done singing you happy birthday. Now you're telling us to get things right. Brother Dave's going back. You know, we... We get that, that word of encouragement from someone again. Who was it that you said that preached recently? You're like, man, he just brought a great word of encouragement. We didn't get beat up Wednesday night. Sorry for beating you up, my man. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Jesus says, Seek ye first. Seek ye what? First. Speaks a priority. You cannot put anything above God's kingdom. Seek ye first the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will what? Come on, somebody. He will what? 
give you everything, everything we fight for, everything that we battle for, everything that we hustle for, everything that we shake things down for, everything we try to make happen. If we would just put God first, he'll give you everything you need. That's what a good father does. Takes care of you. Nothing happens without investment. And as we close this morning, I want to give you three things I want you to see that we need to rebuild. In fact, just take pictures of these because we might not have time to take notes on it. But number one, we have to make a choice to rebuild ourselves. You need to develop the skills, learn something new, and stir up your creativity. Take time to build you up. Do you understand that you're the most important creation God made? He created everything in this world to sustain you. Mankind was the last thing God created because it was the most important thing. Everything else was about creating an environment for you. So focus in on rebuilding you. You can't change your husband. You can't change your wife. You can't change your kids. How about rebuilding the wall in front of you by building you? Come on, somebody. Secondly, once I've rebuilt myself, then I can help others. You know, when I talk to these NFL players, they have so many people trying to take from them. And they're like, Pastor, I've learned that I have to let some people go in order to get to another level. So you can't climb to another level carrying people with you. But once you get to another level, you can reach back down to help people up. And so I tell them all the time, you might let go of them now, but when you get to that level where you're back on firm footing, you can always reach back down and help them back up again. But you can't carry them to that next level. Everyone has to get to that next level on their own. So for others, we got to learn how to listen. Everyone say listen. we got to make time for other people too. Let's invest into people. It's the most important creation And learn to take interest in their interest. Man, you want your marriage to get better? Invest into what your wife loves or your husband loves. And when you do that, before you know it, you're not not fighting with each other. You're, You're loving it. Number three, and lastly, most importantly, rebuild your wall with God. Come on, somebody. Make God your daily priority. Before... I'm not telling you to pray for five hours. I'm just simply to say this. Just slide out of bed, hit your knees and say, God, I make you first this morning. I just make you first. Come on. I want, I want to challenge every one of you tomorrow morning or after your afternoon nap, Sunday afternoon nap, roll out of bed, off the couch, and just hit your knees. God, I give you this day. Start your day off on your knees and recognize, God, I'm placing you first. Make God a priority. Learn something new about God by opening his word. And then share him with others. Take time to share the love of God. And that that doesn't mean, hey, Jesus said. No. That could be paying for the person behind you at Starbucks. Amen. God bless you. God loves you. Not just stepping over the person asking for a handout. Well, what are you going to do with it? You're going to go buy booze? You're going to get drugs? Hey, man, God bless you. Let God take care of it. It's time to rebuild. Bow your heads this morning. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook. 
at facebook.com forward slash CWC Bay Area.